Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, Fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with Eddie Hearn. Eddie? I really need a haircut. You think so? Yeah, look at the bushiness around the sides. Jermaine. You went like this. You started upwards. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, yeah I'm well, thank you. Good. I, I meant to be here yesterday. Had, had a, a migraine, right? Massive, I've massive. Never, I've never had a migraine, but I understand the horrendous. Do you know what happened to me? I swear to God, I thought I was having a stroke. Really? The left side of my face went numb. My jaw was killing me. And the back of my neck over here, I couldn't move it. And so, you know that how these doctors say, don't Google your symptoms because yeah, yeah, you just yeah, might right, like yeah. it, worst case scenario. I Googled it and it said stroke. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. Right, you okay now? I'm, 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 I'm about 60%. Okay. The light's killing me. Yeah, All the lights right. are killing me. Let's um, get you to so, yeah. Let's get you to 100. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Tomorrow night, I'll be 100%. Good, be on. good. good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, anyways, good to see you again. You? Good to see you. I didn't get to catch you when you were in Las Vegas, mm. obviously for the Devin Haney fight. Uh, a lot going on for mm. you at the minute. I, I, first of all, how do you even keep up with everything right now? Uh, it's been a mad few weeks, <laughs> yeah. um, living out of a suitcase, really. And um, I am looking forward to, obviously, this weekend. And then next weekend, Friday, we've got Uzbekistan for Madrimov. And then Saturday, we've got Chisora Parker in Manchester. And then we've got... Uh, three to four weeks off, mm -hmm. which will be nice. Yeah. But when you get the opportunity to do what we're doing, we're also very blessed. Like, you know, we've gone from promoting the Unified mm -hmm. World Championship at Madison Square Garden, to the World Lightweight Championship at MGM Grand in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. to Liverpool, to Manchester, all in four weeks. So I can't moan. Right. I am tired, I haven't slept much, no. but I'm buzzing. And I'm motivated and excited, and I'm really looking forward to this fight card, particularly the main event. Right. Well, let's talk about this fight before I get on to other topics, because mm. obviously there's a lot to discuss mm. at the moment. But um, Chris Algieri, a stern test for think, Conor Ben. Yeah, I think a really tough fight. Yeah. I mean, you know Chris. like yep. He's a competitor. He's the ultimate athlete. He doesn't have to come to England for this fight. He's been fighting flickering above 140. I actually think the weight will suit him, because he is getting a little bit older. And he, right. you know, at 140, he's, he's shrunk down. He's tall, much taller than Conor Ben. He looks nice and strong. Mm. And he's motivated to win. Like, he's coming here to win this fight. A lot of people look at Conor Ben and say, yeah, potential, but miles off where I've been, you know, he's beat Provodnikov. He had a life and death with Khan. 
he went 12 with Manny Pacquiao. He fought Errol Spence. Like, he's not afraid of Conor Ben. Right. And I just think it's a really good crossroads fight, clash of styles, whatever you want to call it, and the perfect test for Conor Ben to show if he's hype or if he's for real. And right. this is where you get found out. Right. If you're not good enough, this is where you get found out. And it's I think a bit, It's a bit challenging for the sons of yeah. legendary fathers, isn't it? Because you're always going to be compared to what the fathers yeah. did, what the fathers were able to accomplish in their careers. Can they do more than their fathers? Do you feel like the, the, he, he has that sense of pressure on him? Or do you feel like he's he sort of I mean, established the fact that he is his own person? Yeah, I mean, I have it, not in sport, but right. in, in business and in my life. You know, it's, it gives you a chip on your shoulder. Right, and although you come from a silver spoon background, it does make you a little bit different when you're driven and you've lived in the shadows. Do you know what I mean? So as a kid, you love it. So I remember for me, I, w I would tell everyone, I would go to Wayne's like this, and I'd be going up to everyone, going, "I'm Barry Hearn's son. All right, I'm Barry's son. Yeah, yeah, like a cocky kid." But then as you get a bit older, you start to think, "Well, actually, what? I don't really want to be known as Barry Hearn's son." You know, I love him and respect him, but I want to make my own way in life. I want to achieve my own things. And that's the same for a lot of these sons. You know, Conor Ben doesn't want to be Nigel's son. He's proud to be it, right. but he wants to be Conor Ben. Right. He wants to make his own legacy. That's really difficult when you've got a father that's actually achieved so much. Nigel Ben, one of the great British fighters of all time. You know, if he can be half the fighter Nigel was, it's a massive achievement. Right. But don't underestimate, you know, that... that the fact that Connor's come from a good background because I've not seen people work harder in the gym. I've not seen many more driven. The improvements that he's made are incredible. And he's a good kid, you know, he's, he's a really good kid and he's a tough young man, he's a great fighter. But as I said, you get found out at, in this kind of fight if you're not the real deal. And, and Algeria will be doing everything to win. Should he be successful against Chris Algeri tomorrow night? How much longer until you think that he's ready for a world, world title shot? That's, that's obviously what he keeps talking about, right? He's ready. The problem is with a division is it's full of and littered with tremendous talent. You know, even the guys who are knocking on the door of world titles. So, of course, you've got Crawford and Spence and those guys. Like, you may never be ready for those guys. But sooner or later, in three, four fights time, you've got no choice. You look at the guys just beneath them, Virgil Ortiz, Jerron Ennis. These are unbelievable fighters yeah. as well. So there's no easy touches in the welterweight division. So for Connor, really, it's a situation where he's got to go in and he's got to go in and just continue to progress. He wants a world title now, but Tony Sims, his, his trainer, and Charlie's management team, they'll, they know the route to progress. I think he needs three more fights before he fights for a world title, and this is one of them tomorrow, tomorrow night. So I love the Adrian Broner fight next spring. I think that's a tremendous fight to bring to the UK, but that's a tough fight. Like These guys are same with Algeria. People just presume, and probably some of it is my fault, Oh, Ben's going to steamroll Algeria. You know, it's like, this is a tough fight. This is a good, good, yeah. really good fighter. And when you step up to Broner and those kind of people, again, if you're not world level, you, you get, you get brutalised by these people. So, but Connor's just progressing at the perfect rate and this is the perfect fight for him at the perfect time. Uh, I just spoke with Tyson Fury the other day and uh, not really quite sure where everything stands in terms of negotiations, uh, we're hearing whispers of potential. It might go to purse bids if we can't, if you guys can't come to some sort of understanding agreement. Where where do we stand at the moment? Because he's basically like whatever the promoters say, whatever happens, he'll he'll fight whoever they put in front of him. Sure. So obviously we know that the WBC have ordered uh, Dillian White against Tyson Fury. 
it's very difficult. I said this to Maurizio the other day. I feel like we should be aware of what the split is because that will only become apparent when the purse bid is ordered. But how can you negotiate a fight when you don't know what the purse split is from the mandatory? Do you know what I mean? I didn't realize Top that. rank want it to be 80-20. We want it to be 55-45, which is the high end of the, the interim champion. Now, we'll see where it lands, but they will offer us 80-20 and we'll be pushing for a split that we think is fairer. So I think it will be very difficult to achieve a deal until those splits are determined. Okay. Because I wouldn't, you know, if I was making a decision on Dillian's behalf... And, and they he, are going to tell you that. Yes, before okay. the purse bid, okay. because you must know who gets what. But right. it's only then will you start to realise your position. Right. Not saying a deal can't be reached before, but very unlikely. And, you know, I think that we understand Tyson Fury is the A-side. And, you know, if, if the offer is fair and Dillian White is respected, I'm sure he'd take an offer from top ranking ESPN for that fight. But if he's not, we've got a big pot of money that we're ready to invest into that fight where both fighters would probably make more than they would from those offers. And that will be Dillian's call when it comes down to it to say, do you want to progress to first bids or do you want to take this offer? So we'll see. Not looking to be difficult or clever, just want Dillian to get his opportunity and be respected for, for, the, for the length that he's waited and for his commercial value in the fight. I feel like you're sitting sort of on the side of things when regardless, someone, whether it be... Um, I know AJ is considering, is this true? He's considering step-aside money to let Fury no, no, yeah. and Usyk happen? No, because so He's not considering anything at the moment. I've had some conversations about that process. He's not considering it. No, because at the moment, with the Dillian White issue, right. it doesn't. the whole structure doesn't work anyway. But, doesn't, but don't undisputed or, no, or no, unified fights no, trump... I mean, the WBC, Mandatory? because of the legal position okay. and the arbitration, it looks like you know that Dillian White is next for Tyson Fury, okay. unless something was agreed with the fighters. But again, Dillian, you know, Tyson, AJ doesn't want to step aside, right? If I proposed something that we all thought was an amazing route for him to fight for undisputed and etc., I would take it to him to discuss it. Dillian White doesn't want to step step yeah, aside of course not. obviously if if he was proposed something life you know but so it's very difficult for both those guys to have that conversation so at the moment aj's fighting usik dillian white is fighting tyson fury and that's the most likely route for the spring okay so february march i believe so yeah i mean um, look tyson's capable of doing anything could vacate the belt could retire could fight dillian white could i don't know but you know i think that that is the fight that's been ordered and that's the fight we expect to happen a few weeks ago, you saw or you you promoted the fight between Teofimo Lopez and George Cambosos Jr. Uh, pretty shocking for a lot of people. I, I wouldn't say that. I think people within boxing obviously knew that the, George Cambosos was a tough opponent for Teofimo, but it, it was shocking nonetheless on sort of how it all went down. Uh, you you mentioned somewhere along the lines that there was conversations that you had with Teofimo's father. Um, could you sort of elaborate a little bit in terms of, of what was said and what you said in return? So, obviously, great win by George Cambosos. Right. And you're right, you know, he is a good fighter, but he was a massive underdog in the fight. Like, no one expected him to win that fight, really, apart from him and his team. And, and what a guy, great family. Um, it was disappointing with Tiafimo's dad because the build-up with us has been so good. Like, we rescued that fight. We delivered them a date at MSG smooth as you like, no liars, we don't tell liars, we deliver on all our promises. Both him and Tiafimo told me, what a joy to be working with you guys, the promotion's been great, and they were great as well, like, you know. When he lost the fight, and obviously maybe a few drinks started flowing, you know, he's done some interviews and said, I wish it was on a top rank card because we would have won the fight. 
what you're basically saying is the scorecards would have been different if it was on a top rank fight. No, not at all. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You got to keep that in as well. No. I <laughs> you got to hold this yeah. now, Ed. Uh, you were uh, saying? Yeah. So he then said that. Uh, you know, I was disappointed with those comments. So he just messaged me saying, I can't believe what you did. You know, I'm like, this is at like four o'clock in the morning of the fight. And I just replied and said, mate, you just, you need to wise up. I said, you lost the fight fair and square, brush yourself down and come again. They're good people, but there's a lot of emotions running right. wild. I don't, I don't blame them. You know, I'm sure we'll speak soon, but I like Tiafimo and his dad, you know, good people and a bit crazy to dad, but I also understand that at the same time, it's his son and their world's been tipped upside down. So I'm, I'm sure they'll be back, and I, I really believe you'll be a two-weight world champion. And lastly, Ed, I want to ask you a bit about uh, Leonard Ellerby. Yeah, my mate. Yeah, your mate. Uh, what happens there? Uh, he really he said weird. it came from a video that you've done. Yeah. That you said something about him, and it I, sort of... I said that the Devin Haney fight was a much bigger fight than, and a better fight than the Tank fight. All right? So... Keep getting uh, moved okay. around a little bit, but uh, what we're were you back. saying? Yeah, we're I back. said that... I did an interview where I said the Devin Haney, uh, Jojo Diaz fight was a much better fight than Tank v Cruz. That was it. And then he's like just going mad saying, he's disrespected me, I'm going to knock him out. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to use me for a bit of publicity. I don't know. You know, obviously I've got a big profile, got a lot of followers and stuff like that. But I don't know. <laughs> All right, don't pull a Devin Haney over here, okay? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember disrespecting him, but apparently I did. So he's a very angry man. Very angry man. There's no bad blood from you. No, I mean, but, never was. but you know, this is a guy who, like, he non-stop tweets about me, non-stop likes, tweets criticizing me. And I just come out and say, I think our fight's better than his. And he goes mad. Like, you know, I don't know, are you Americans? You don't really take the banter very well, the sarcasm, I don't know. But apparently, if I come within 10 feet of him, he's going to knock me out. So, but I was thinking as well, like, Leonard V. Hearns, right? Yeah. So Floyd Mayweather trains Leonard Ellaby. Eddie Reynoso trains me. <laughs> Does he? Right. I want 9010, because obviously I'm a much bigger name than him. And I want 10 million minimum guarantee. And then I'll consider it. Because I can't really fight and I'll probably get knocked out. But I don't know, because I saw his interview, he says he's been hitting the bags lately and stuff like that. So oh I don't know. God. I think the whole thing's quite Imagine. pathetic. He's a 58-year-old man. I'm 42. I don't go around saying I'm gonna knock people out. But it is what it is. Weird, really. Really, it's quite strange. You got, you got to keep your guard up when you when no, you're in the I'll same room it. as him. I'll be on it. <laughs> it's strange. It is strange, but yeah, I don't really have a problem with Leonard Lee. But for some reason, he I really get under his skin. It's quite flattering, really. I mean, to be honest with you, Ed, it seems like you get under a lot of people's do. skin. Why do you think that is? I don't you know. know. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I I mean, Just Bob I'm Bob has a lot to saying about you. No, I don't find you. Do you I find, find you hilarious. You find me irritating. No. But they obviously do, don't they? But why do you think that is? Do you just not think they get the, the fight, you know, like they're not really... Well, one thing I've learned being over here a lot uh, is the banter is definitely different. Yeah. The things that you say, the things you guys... Uh, Americans tend to be a little bit... You know, it's funny because I would have thought it would have been the other way around. You guys, I always believe that British people had like the stiff upper lip, you yeah. know, was a little more uptight. It's quite the opposite, actually, because you get the banter going over there and they just don't get it. Nah. And they're like, huh? Maybe that's the problem, but... Well, remember the first time we met, the first time we met, you called me a bird. And remember I told you that you can't call an American woman a bird because it's, it's quite offensive. I really have called you that anyway, so I apologize for that. 
But um, I think that the main thing is, is yeah, that you probably, I guess if I was a competitor of mine, I would probably hate me as well. Because I'm quite smug, like I'm actually not smug, but you'd probably think I was quite smug. And I do drop lines in about these people that, you know, like I said, give you an example, yeah. So maybe this was the disrespect to Leonard Ellaby that he didn't like. I said, I like Leonard Ellaby. I went, terrible shoes. Have you ever seen the shoes he wears? That was it, it's only a, like, a little throwaway line. But that's obviously really got him raging. I don't know. Maybe you should keep certain things to yourself. What about his shoes? Yeah, I mean, if someone, if someone said... Personal, is it? Well, no, Just didn't like his shoes. There's nothing wrong with that. But in England, if you disrespect someone, I mean, it's quite personal. You know, you talk about their ability or maybe the looks or the weight or like, I don't know, whatever you might do. Not our fight's better than yours this weekend. Right. Anyway. I hope Leonard <laughs> right, has a nice Christmas anyway. Right. Leonard, see you soon, my friends. <laughs> all right, Ed, thank you so much for your time. It's good catching up with you. Uh, wish you all the best. Thank Have you. a Merry Christmas. And hopefully we can get a post-fight interview tomorrow to see Absolutely. sort of where each of these men and women yeah. end up tomorrow night. See you soon. Thank All right, you. Thank you. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.